0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: It is episode 319 of the Spanish Announce Table. I'm Tim. That's Tom. That right there is Shawn Michaels' ass. If you were watching on YouTube, you could see it too. If you're not, if you're only listening to the podcast, I don't know what to tell you, man. Get with the times. It's 2021. We are on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Spanish Announce Tube. Or, if that's too hard to remember, find all the links you need at SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Tom, I was about to ask you, What's new in your life? But of course, I know what's new in your life because we're great friends. And not only are we great friends, you look up to me. I'm like you a do. mentor in your eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you tell me all the time how uh, you know uh, almost godlike I am to you. You know what I mean, and and you look up to me. You, you confide in me, and so I know uh, every decision you make. Almost you run by me, and you ran this one by me, and uh, and I proved. And I tell the folks what's new in your life because it'd be boring if I told.
0: Them, I got a new dog! Dog, new dog. Look at his name. Did you name it Shawn Michaels' ass? No. His name is Bernie. He is the cutest little guy in the world. So here's what happened. It all happened today. Mm. So thank God for Facebook. And thank God for the Spanish Announce Table. (laughs) Okay. And this is why. So Spanish Announce Table had some notifications on our Facebook page, some likes and all of that kind of stuff. So I go in there, and I'm, you know – thanking the people who wrote to us and just notifying myself or seeing who uh, the notifications are on likes, things like that. So that's great. Clear it out. Then I just click on the home tab on the home tab, uh, shows Bernie, right? Look at this guy right there. And I just fall in love with him. So he was at a local shelter here called Unleashed. It's located in Mission, mm-hmm. Kansas. We have and,
1: two of our, of our dogs yeah, from Unleashed.
0: And so, uh, I was just like, oh my God, this This dog is just melting my heart. So I went downstairs. I said, Emily, look at this dog. Would you be open to meeting him? And she looked at him, looked at some more pictures, was silent for about a beat or two, and then said, you know what? I'm open to it. So I was like, let's just fucking do it. So then you texted me because on Thursdays we record and we always try to get a time, ballpark it. And you actually said, hey, I can record earlier. And I was like, that's fucking great. I probably can't. (laughs) So then uh, I was like, I'll let you know when I get home. Gotta go. So we pack up the car, go to Unleashed. We meet Bernie. Oh, first thing he does, runs up to me, puts his paws on my legs and just starts nuzzling up against my hand. Mm -hmm. I just look to my wife. I go, we're getting him." She's like, well, what about Josephine? So for those who don't know, Josephine uh, is a psychotic dog. Loves us, hates everyone else, will literally laugh at you as she rips your jugular and you slowly die in front of her. She doesn't care. She's athletic and angry. That's her tr- two attributes to everyone else, not us, but to everyone else.
1: That's how I describe myself anytime somebody's like, tell us about yourselves. I'm like, I'm athletic and angry.
0: Yeah, and that's what Josephine does. Now, there's a caveat there, and this is why we were hopeful. She is nice to dogs at dog parks. We never had a dog in the house, so we didn't know what to expect. So as we're sitting there just getting to know Bernie and we're just, we're we're sold. My wife goes, but what about Josephine? And so I was like, fuck it. Let's have a meet. So I get in my car, leave her there with Bernie. I drive the 20 minutes back home, pick up Josephine, throw her in the car, drive back the 20 minutes, uh, say, Hey, let's meet. We're like, ah, you know, they finally meet. There's there's some other things here where, like, the crew wanted to like wo- uh, be the ones that yeah. like m- met Legal the dogs. Legal reasons
1: they want to be the yeah. one holding on. Yeah, and yeah. I was like,
0: "Look, she's not going to be upset with Bernie. She's going to be upset with you." So, yeah. like, this is a bad mistake. And I get for it. You.
1: Most people don't know how to restrain their dogs, but you are yeah, trying I, to tell them in this instance you yeah. don't know how to. Re- like they right. yeah, like, do. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like Bernie's not the issue. You are, lady. So anyhow, <laughs> we get past it. They meet and we're like, you know what. We're going to do it. So we bought the dog. So literally like an hour ago, we got a dog. So if you hear some footsteps upstairs, it's a wandering new pup and another puppy who's trying to say, this is my territory. First thing that was happening though, was we get home, I'm eating dinner. Then I was like, I got to let everyone know. So I call you Tim and I put you on FaceTime or Facebook messenger and you're like, you got a dog, didn't you? And I was like, I got a dog. And then the coolest thing happened. So we were nervous this entire time because now bernie is in josephine's territory right mm-hmm. and as i'm talking She's to you tim
1: in your house
0: <laughs> yeah he's in your house literally josephine yeah. and so as i'm talking to to tim you uh i, I turn the phone you know towards the dogs so you that you can see the new pup and josephine instigates the first play with bernie oh melted my heart i started running with him didn't realize that i didn't turn uh the flip back to the dogs because i turned it back to me so that we could coordinate this time Mm -hmm. to meet uh didn't realize i didn't flip it back so i'm running and tim's just seen my second chin the entire time just my fat Mm -hmm. ass Mm -hmm. trying to keep up with two dogs because i'm also so excited that we're all playing
1: oh yeah your tail was a wagon
0: oh my god my tail's still wagging i tell you what i am so happy Oh, it's so great Now, that being said, as we've started our recording, uh, my wife has texted me and said, uh, Bernie's pissed in the house twice. So we might cut this episode a tad short, uh, more than usual, just because I think she needs some help for the first night with Bernie.
1: Yeah, and we're going to try wrestling. Uh, there was a lot in wrestling this week, but uh, as you mentioned, thank God for Facebook. And thank God for Facebook uh, uh, because we're on there as well. And that was the precipice of all this. It's facebook.com slash Spanish Announce Table podcast. Uh, we interact there somewhat frequently. You know, It's not yeah. our heaviest followed social media, but it could be. I know you're on Facebook. I know you're on there. Come find Definitely. us. Definitely. Yep. Come find us. But, Tom, we had a big event. That uh, despite our recent musings about WWE and their storytelling uh, Is generally one of the highlights of the year in that regard Is the Royal Rumble And the Royal Rumble happened this weekend And there's a lot to get into in that But uh, before we get into that Because the Royal Rumble was on the WWE Network We want to bring up a listener email Which normally Mm -hmm. we have done at the end of the episodes But last week we were running short of time uh, due to my stuff that we left out an email that we had told them, Hey, we're going to read that this week, and then just didn't. But it references something about the WWE network that we kind of discussed and want to do a little deeper into. And Definitely. that is the WWE network. And it's an email from. You ready? Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. just going to read it. I'm not even going to tell you. He says, okay. Hello, awesome one! Tim and Tom. This is Andy.
0: Yeah, I know who it is. Now. Anderson. Ah. now that we got video, you can you can visually mm. see me getting pissed when you when you undersold my name in comparison to Tim.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyhow,
0: carry on. I mean, carry on. You know, wouldn't
1: most? He says, "Thank you for all the entertainment. I have not been able to watch any wrestling this week due to finding out my mom has been diagnosed with bone cancer mm. and taking her to appointments. But I I love listening to podcasts and especially this one." Thank you. Even though Tom is on this one. I don't have all the info. <laughs> I don't have all the info, but Was with the upcoming- s- <laughs> That's what he put it in. He put it in parentheses. <laughs> <God> <laughs> you can look at it. You no, I don't I, don't I, don't <laughs> I know you don't typically, so you can be- yeah. you know, Right. I don't have all the info, but I do save them. Every email we've gotten, I think, is, no, is I in know. a I folder. I, I, I don't have all the info, guy. but with the upcoming selling rights of the WWE Network- are you guys planning on keeping the same nine ninety nine services through the Peacock app? We don't have the soundboard anymore. Mm-hmm. We need the, the Peacock. <laughs> uh, and he that spelled it P E E cock. P E E capital cock. He spelled Peacock.
0: It. Yeah, that's uh, a good Peacock
1: one. app. Are you guys going to only pay for the four ninety nine amount, or maybe you access the network another way? What are your thoughts on the WWE Network transaction, and what are the ways you guys recommend to watch WWE and AEW? Later, double A.
0: So, I P.S. Think- oh, God. Ugh.
1: For fun, I put on my table show t-shirt to email the show. Oh, thanks. Yeah. You too can buy a, a Spanish Nounce Table t shirt. Man, we're getting a lot of plugs in today. Uh, just go to net. There's a merch uh, link right up there you can, uh, to the store. You can buy all kinds of stuff. We got some shirts, we got a few items. We need to do more, uh, but we're busy. And if you paid
0: us more, we might do some more, right? Eh, right, eh, exactly. Eh, hey, eh, but get eh, a shirt. We definitely have yeah, shirts, and shirts fun. are fun.
1: Definitely have shirts. Definitely have shirts. Uh, so, most specifically, I still haven't heard, and we're bad about fact checking uh, as mm-hmm. a general rule. For show timely purposes, we just don't want to do it, uh, and um, I'm not sure if it's going to automatically port over. Like, am I going to be able to just go over to Peacock on a certain day, use right, my same access yeah. codes? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, or am I going to have to go through the steps? If I have to go through the steps, I might pull that trigger and try the 4.99, knowing I think that you can change it any time. And if right. the ads bother me, then I'll jump up to the 9.99. Now I have already budgeted for the nine ninety nine, so I might just be like, "Fuck it," and just ride with it. But I might try the cheaper price. Why not?
0: Yeah, see, I think I'm going to try the cheaper price, assuming that you can't just port over to the Peacock Network, put in your same login, and identifies that you are W Network. That to would be smart. They just automatically
1: log you over and plug you into nine ninety nine right. and let yeah, you change it.
0: Yeah, that would be smart, but it's also the WWE, so let's not give them too much credit. Well, uh, you think NBC? Well, so same thing. But would it
1: be also, like, how much do they stand to actually make off of making sure they clip a couple people who might already do it versus how much would they have to pay somebody to code all of that in? It might not actually be that big of a... Right.
0: Right. So, here's my thing. Assuming that you can't just pour it over to the Peacock Network with your $9.99, I think I'm going to do $4.99 to start, not only because, hey, let's see if the ads don't bother me and I can save, you know, the difference, but if you... Pay attention now. The 9.99, you still get ads. I still see the tap out, you know, workout promo. I still see some uh, Stacker Five energy drink or whatever the fuck it is. Like, there's still ads in the 9.99. So if there's just like a uptick, a little bit more in the 4.99, yeah. then I'm fucking staying with 4.99. I
1: pay for YouTube TV, and there are definitely times when we access a television show that it's not even just the DVR that I can fast forward through. There are some things that like I'll go to watch and there will show up ads, and you cannot do anything. Like, you'll mm-hmm. try to like fast-forward, do whatever, they yeah. it'll be like, nope. And it'll say right up there, like, you're watching this, buddy. Yeah. We're in this together.
0: <laughs> like, so if there's, yeah, so if there's just a little bit more of an uptick, like almost n- not noticeable, I'm not going to upgrade. But if it is, you know, mm-hmm. you go through a WrestleMania, for example. Like if you watch WrestleMania 17, and in WrestleMania 17 you're getting ads, like a pay-per-view that didn't have ads, now I'm a little upset. But if it's just like watching it live and in between the Rumble and then the Stone Cold, you know, Broken Skull Challenge show or whatever the fuck it's called, there's an ad like there is right now, well, then that's fine.
1: Yeah. I uh, There is other ways. Yeah, so I do have YouTube TV, which is generally where I watch Raw, SmackDown, mm-hmm. AEW. Yep. Standard cable, you know, over-the-top kind of programming. Um, there is... I've heard some people access shows, uh, for anybody listening, on watchwrestling.in. You know what I mean? I've heard people look that up. I've heard you can uh, select the shows. They generally Whoa. do live streams, and then they turn into uh, on-demand access links. And you may or may Uh-oh. not be able to like select the speed you want to watch it at or the quality you want to watch Whoa. it at. And they have all the network shows and possibly MMA matches and a lot of Japanese wrestling and wow. impact wrestling and and all sorts of uh, entertainment in that regard so i hear i mean we do not fact check here on the spanish announce table we do said we've heard that some folks uh that you know may use it as a podcast tool to make sure they watch all the shows uh like i said because you can speed it up sometimes and and catch up on a lot so of... i so i hear yeah not a fact so check here hey i think it might have been sean michaels ass that told me that
0: not the first time that an ass has told you what to do so let's thank Double <laughs> <Yeah>. A. <AA. laughs> no. You tell me what to do all the time. <laughs> so Double A, thank you so much for the email. Again, we're a week late, but you know, life happens, but yeah. we appreciate your email. And as always, if you would like to email tableshow at gmail.com, or if you have just a shorter thought on any and all pro wrestling thoughts, hashtag tweet the table on Twitter at tableshow is where you can find us. And we live tweet during uh, Wednesday night dynamite and any big pay-per-view uh that is either wwe or AEW. why now let's talk Man. about the big event we're having the a plug orama tonight i feel like yeah plug 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 plug. Yeah. Woo. Uh,
1: hey check out my shirt it says can't see did we mention that this time next week when we're recording we'll be in a celebratory mood as the chiefs will have won their second straight super bowl
0: Let's assume that Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs do win their second consecutive Super Bowl. Here's mm-hmm. the craziest stat about that, assuming it happens, because you never want to count your chickens before they, they hatch or whatever the fuck that phrase is, right? right? Is he will get his second Super Bowl ring before his tenth career loss. <laughs> Jesus, what a start <laughs> to a career. You won two Super Bowl rings before you lost 10 games? Good god. The, Anyhow, the
1: last time he has lost by more than uh, single digits was, was 2016 college. when he lost to Iowa State.
0: <laughs> college. Yeah. Good god. Like, Just yeah. hitting home runs or throwing mm-hmm. touchdowns I guess in his in his uh realm. But hey, that's not what we're here to talk about. Although, mm-hmm. go Chiefs. We're here to talk about pro wrestling. And the biggest event from this past week was, I would guess, I'm going to speak for myself, maybe you as well, but the most fun event of the year, the Royal Rumble happened. Now, yeah, on our YouTube page, you can scroll down and see my instant reaction to the Ro- Royal Rumble 2021. So you know my thoughts. So, Tim, let's hear from you. What did you think, high-level view of the event? The
1: Royal Rumble is
0: uh, it's, its own
1: unique phenomenon at this point like if wwe were to fold somebody could take on the royal rumble and it's like it's a great year in year out thing of its own right like it could just it 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 holds they they manage to find a way to like there's they integrate their storylines but there's also a story of the evening that emerges Mm -hmm. there's also themes throughout the night um it's just it's like you're watching this two hour movie that you'll never see again unfold you know what i mean like uh, different every year even though it's the same concept Mm -hmm. um so i'm always a big fan i thought both of the royal rumble matches did very well in all of those regards right this the storytelling uh that they did and attempted there were some missed spots by folks but that's hard to not get right like some folks missed the spot but that's hard again now Mm -hmm. we're talking 60 folks involved and a lot of times there's a bottle of folks who don't do this a lot and you know just little things like that but of course i mean you know what are you gonna do uh, some of the endings we hey we called one of those right who which one of us was calling bianca to win it outright when we did our royal rumble preview yeah
0: this mm-hmm. guy yeah, i think
1: i had her as dark horse and yep and you had yeah um so that was awesome edge kind of surprised me
0: winning yeah uh, overall well edge surprised me even coming out number one i thought he would be saved for that ladder you know 24 25 get the last pop before yeah. the and i think thing they originally up. said
1: he was going to come second i thought they originally were like it's gonna be Randy orton and then edge it too and then they changed that And i don't think we noticed that mm. going into the night you know what i mean i don't think we mm-hmm. noticed like hey i thought uh, you know because that might have been a clue like uh-oh right right uh-oh um Edge, now, let's talk Edge real quick before we finish the Royal Rumble because uh, I did also watch NXT, um, and, you know, NXT, we could get into a deep dive, and maybe we touch on some things later, but the most important thing that happened was Edge was there. And Edge had a nice, interesting little switch-up to this that I think they could go this route if Edge is looking for more, you know, if he's looking to be a teacher role. And that is, he showed up, and he went between... Uh, Finn Balor and who's who is the one right Pete now? Dunne. It's um Pete Dunn. and they're kind of squaring off. And Edge was like, "Hey, hey. he's like, let, let me tell you, like, you guys, I'm impressed. Like this whole place, this is what kind of kept me like desiring to want to get back in. And now I'm sitting here watching you guys stare at each other. And oh, you remember like me winning the Royal Rumble means I could pick what champion I want, and I've never had that, you know. <laughs> and I was like, oh. That could be a really interesting switch that we didn't think about. Like the other titles could be involved in major Mm storylines that don't, and they could call that a headlining WrestleMania. They often say we've got five main events this year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You can put Edge versus you know Finn Balor
0: last on on TV. You know, yeah. Just look to last year when Charlotte won the women's Royal Rumble. She challenged Rhea Ripley for the NXT Championship. So now we maybe turn that over to the men and have. Edge, in this case, go to NXT and challenge a Finn Balor, Pete Dunn. Or, later on in the night, he had a little Karrion stare and down with Karrion mm-hmm. Cross.
1: Right. So, could we be seeing Edge getting involved in NXT? Could he be like a new, like I, an active, uh, regal light guy? Like a guy who could get in the ring and go, but is there, in real life, like kind of teaching these kids up? And I mean, his wife is down there commentating.
0: So, that's what I was going to say. If, if he was looking for the most bang for his buck right so the most roi for him where he can work with his wife week in week out he can work with new talent who is just worshiping his feet so he's got the little like hey i can do whatever i want these people love me down here you know he's got that and he can have fresh matchups that it's not seamus versus edge like we saw that in his first run right we don't necessarily want to see him that yeah randy orton again you know uh that would be great. And I think that would be the most fun, especially if you're going to keep NXT on Wednesday nights to compete with AEW, Edge is a big yeah, boost boost in the arm cause, there.
1: Cuz let me talk about that too. Like yes, we could get new exciting matches. We could get The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Edge. We could get you know what I mean? Let's we could get Keith Lee versus Edge on these main rosters, but I don't feel like any of these guys is really going to get I mean Edge is what the most decorated WWE person One of them, you know when sure, he was yeah. retired i don't know if he mm-hmm. still is but when he was retired he was literally the most decorated wwe superstar in history with mm-hmm. when you counted everything every award they right. could ever bestow upon somebody um uh i just don't feel like in now in 2021 so far removed that he's giving him that significant of a boost that it wouldn't be more impactful in that nxt realm right that's like, what i'm
0: saying yeah nxt yeah. could use that more than raw or SmackDown. Right. now right. if i'm being honest i still think they're gonna do Edge never lost his championship, so he's once it back. That championship was not the Universal Championship; it was the WWE Championship, which is held by Roman Reigns. Spear versus Spear. Da 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 da. There we go. But plus, I it's think,
1: SmackDown, which is the older demo. I think, like, it's yeah. The, but again, yeah. I
0: think if you want to compete with Wednesday Night AEW, and AEW has the Chris Jericho stings, John Moxley's. Uh, cody rhodes is of the world i know that we're building new stars at nxt and that's great the leon ruffs of the world are awesome and we want more of that but you do need a little bit more established talent and i think you could get that with edge you and again working with his to wife.
1: stop it from feeling like impact wrestling
0: Right, exactly. And again, working with his wife, I think you're making him the happiest by just having him be like, you know what? This is great. And then we could bring our kids down here. Maybe they move to Florida, right? I think they still live in Canada right now, uh, but they could just move to Florida. And then there you go. You have a permanent new fixture in the NXT locker room.
1: I recommend nobody move to Florida. Oh,
0: yeah. Fuck that place. <laughs> burn it down. Have the fucking. I don't support global warming, but fucking have the ocean overtake that state. Jesus Christ.
1: But everybody should burn Florida.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, um, the rest of the Royal Rumble again. The Women's Royal Rumble, I thought, did uh, a lot of good uh, spots in there. I mean, well, some are. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, well, if well you've got anything come to
1: mind, but I mean, there yeah, was some, like the Billy Kay stuff instantly comes to mind, right? When oh, she, yeah, yeah,
0: the the two matches I thought were great, but I thought the match of the night was Kevin Owens versus Roman oh. Reigns. Oh my oh, God, man. was that great?
1: Yeah. What. <laughs>
0: Gosh. I literally got, when he did the swanton off of the forklift and then went for the cover, I was like, we're going to fucking do this. This is awesome. I, yeah. It had me wanting Kevin Owens as our new champion. I thought that match was five out of it five, suffered. whatever fucking rating system.
1: It suffered from a little bit of issue with its ending, Uh them sending well, out the ref
0: a little too early Yeah, and, you know, that, I mean having mean. to
1: stop that, um, which, you know, hey it's whatever works you know if they, it's they a movie they could have called take could. two yeah if it yeah. was
0: a movie they could have done take two and then call it good yeah or twice. if they weren't
1: live if they were on a significant you know close enough right. delay they could have yeah. yeah but who knows um yes that was a brutal match and that was excellent and that did a uh, i i was surprised i mean we knew kevin owens could get that dirty uh but man and we've seen roman the, those the god who did the shield have that triple threat against where they went all over the damn? was that the white family oh the evolution with it Oh, the evolution. That's right. Yeah. Um, so we knew the they could before get, they broke up. You know what I mean? We knew Ambrose and Rollins could, but Reigns wasn't the one taking all the you know what I mean the hugest spots in that match either. So
0: the golf uh, cart spot. What did you think about that? It looked a little uh, like I've seen it before.
1: Uh, I don't know if they were like you know
0: doing that for a reason. But it looked a little stiff, you know, with the oh, yeah. Sammy Guevara, uh, Kenny Omega, Matt Hardy. That was like, hey, just run your head in here with Comedic the Comedic relief, front. right? Yeah. yeah. This looked like Kevin Owens. We might take your kneecaps out. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah, that he, was a he, really he, hard yeah, one. He,
1: he, like, literally went crash testing. <laughs> yeah. He went through uh, the yeah. golf cart. Yeah. A lot of good stuff from the Royal Rumble. I mean, at the end of watching it, it was one of those where I was like, ah, that was time well spent. All right. Like, uh, I thought it was a good show.
0: And as we move into the road to WrestleMania, we can all take that big sigh of relief. Drew McIntyre retained over Goldberg, right? That was the biggest fear going into the Royal Rumble is we're going to get Goldberg mania 3.0 going into this year's WrestleMania, and we did not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. <sighs> right. Ah, you could uh, feel good, good about at. it. So I like yeah. that. Yeah. I um, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I guess
1: fallout from the rumble? What are you what are you thinking? Like where are we headed and what are we you know, like well, SmackDown? They I don't know. Let's
0: so what I like so it. far though is the edge going to Raw, saying like, hey, I'm gonna challenge a champion, but not tipping his hand of who that is, then going to NXT, playing the mind games of hey Finn Balor, that championship I'm eligible to take as well and then i assume because they have announced he's going to be on smackdown he'll do the same to roman reigns so i like that the fallout isn't just and then the next night all the matches are confirmed for wrestlemania and let's go it's a little more intrigue subtleties things like that so i like that it
1: fits well because we're gonna get drew sheamus we've seen that on raw and now roman theoretically has nothing to do on smackdown because he should have ended the kevin owens thing right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm that should be done um it might not be but you know so that would fit while edge would show up and be like it's you it's always been you right it's my title right that kind of thing mm-hmm. um the Seamus heel turn I, I don't know if that's actually where they were headed you know I, I kind of floated the theory before those Keith Lee but now we've got this you know me has got uh uh COVID and Keith Lee's out so I you know I don't know where a lot of the Raw storylines are going to wind up. We still got this weirdness with the Randy Orton, um, Alexa Bliss thing going on, but they kind of had a drive-by so he could focus on Edge. But
0: yeah. then they go went back to it, and I think the blow-off yeah. was Edge got the victory to just move on from Randy Orton. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. as far as Raw's in this influx of 50-50 half stories that have been told too long, half stories that haven't been told enough. And we're gonna see. I think they're probably now gonna be Damian the weakest. Priest. Yeah, Damian Priest though, looking like a million dollars. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this Bad Bunny guy just taking over the social media for WWE. The highest rated YouTube video coming out of the Royal Rumble was his dive on Miz and Morrison. Not Bianca Belair winning. Not Edge winning. Not any uh, Randy Orton, you know, Edge spot. Nothing like that. It was. Bad Bunny got over a million views for his dive off the top rope well, you into have to the tube. Think tomb. about
1: it, right? Anybody that's a wrestling fan is going to be like, like, what was that? You know, who's this? Been? And anybody that's a wrestling fan and a Bad Bunny fan is going to tune in. And then there's going to be Bad Bunny fans who aren't really wrestling fans they are going to check that out. So I mean, that kind of stands to reason that a, a celebrity spot done right should get you some of your most uh, biggest views. That's what you're hoping for is to catch some of those folks who aren't. And thereby increase it's like if we had sean michaels on this show you know what i mean we might like we probably don't like we probably wouldn't hang out with sean michaels we've learned over time you know but like he would get a lot of you know what i mean like so it's it's um you know a lot of people who listen to our show might not listen to you know what i mean sean michaels all the time but we're hoping to grab you know what i mean those kind oh yeah of
0: folks, so yeah. It, it's being rumored though that damian priest will get just thrust it into this big time spot as the tag partner for bad bunny against miz and morrison at wrestlemania now complete transparency i've only heard of the name bad bunny i don't know any of his music but here's the thing i don't have to the thing that i respect about bad bunny unlike when we did this you know 15 years ago with Kevin Federline is bad. Bunny seems like a legitimate pro wrestling fan. He has that song called Booker T that I yeah. think is about Booker right. T. I don't know exactly, but what I'm getting at here is I like that. It's a big name person who respects and likes what we're doing over here. Now, obviously yeah. we are not doing it. We're just talking heads, but like pro wrestling as a whole, he's not coming in as this. Well, let me just make fun of it. Let me be Floyd Mayweather do the bare minimum work to get this big paycheck and then take off bad Bunny's Like, no, no, no. If you want me to be on Monday night raw. And then if you want me to be on the next Monday night raw, like I can do those things. Cause I've, you know, I can make my own schedule and I'm going to give you the views and then fulfill a lifelong dream of mine. Maybe. So, I like that about Bad Bunny. Again, don't know anything about his music. The Booker T song that was at Royal Rumble was fine, but good for him. And I like that he likes us.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. It's always better when they're an actual wrestling fan. Um, and yeah, I, if I know his music, I don't know it. Right? I wouldn't be like, oh, that's Bad Bunny. <laughs> like, I mean, Who knows? Right. I might have heard the song. I, like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I had heard the name before. So again, as I said, as we grow into older men, like I don't have to know who they are but i can recognize that like oh it's a celebrity that the kids like mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's a good mm-hmm. thing when used well and not dumb to make any sense because sometimes they shit the bed when they do that and they go look it's kevin federline on raw and everybody goes kevin federline who aren't wrestling fans and they watch and they go well that looked fucking dumb and stupid and then and you ruined what you were trying to do well
0: and then and then he even says like yeah i just did that for a paycheck i'm out of here like it's not like right. hey my fans. They get treated
1: like springer right,
0: <laughs> right. yeah it's 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 one thing to say like hey my fans i'm just doing this for the paycheck and then it's another thing to say hey my fans this is a passion of mine i want you to just take a look at it if you want to come with me awesome but just take a look at it and then we'll go back to doing my main thing which is music or movies or whatever it is so that's what i like so bad bunny you got a thumbs up from me yeah yeah all Right. i mean i, I don't know
1: there was anything else big to stick out from the WWE side of things, huh? We normally do this in reverse order. We normally kick off AEW first because that's kind of our biggest, you know, love and passion in pro wrestling right now. But, um, you know, uh, the Rumble was huge. And, of course, why not talk about all of WWE while we're doing that? But you got any closing
0: thoughts on the uh, entertainment of the wrestling world? No, not really. Like I said, uh, just happy to see that we're on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, I think it's going to be better than most. I think this year, unlike last year, they're prepared for what the pandemic will present. And I think by the time we get to the pandemic, it might be a different story than what happened to them last year where they were just trying to make it work. And then, oh, guess what? We we can't make this work. What do we do? Well, I don't know. Let's just do some cinematic matches. Now, those were home runs, but I don't think they planned for that. You know what I'm saying? So, right. um, yeah, yeah. I, th- that's what I thought. Well, let's get into AEW. You want to talk some AEW dynamite?
1: Let's do it. You got the uh max list it pulled up, or do we need to the get that up? Beach right,
0: break. Nope, got it up. Beach break. Beach which, break. I'll tell you what, this is what I'm starting to notice, though, from uh, AEW. These winter is coming, beach break, those type of specialty dynamite episodes are appointment viewing. Obviously, the last time that we did a specialty show was Winter is Coming, Kenny Omega winning the title from Jon Moxley, revealing, Guess what, motherfuckers, I'm working with Impact Wrestling. Catch me on Tuesday night or whatever Impact is. Yeah. That was a monumental moment for the promotion. Now, I'm going to foreshadow a little bit, but this episode of Beach Break had a monumental moment where the forbidden door was open. We'll get to that in a second. So I thought, like, this is really cool that they're doing these pay-per-view, like, Clash of Champion episodes yes. on TNT.
1: I, and you're right. When they name the episode beforehand, you should make note to make sure you're going to watch it, because it's going to be a fun episode. At least that's what they've done so far, and they've delivered. I just there, – there does seem to be no detectable rhyme or reason to them. Um, you know what I mean? They just randomly be like, hey, we've got this idea in three weeks. We're going to call this one um, – you know, tits and asses for the night, you know what I mean? Where they'll be like, all right, let's fucking do it. And it's like, all right, great. And they yeah, just roll with they, it, and it works.
0: Yeah, no, I, I wish I would have saw Jim Ross and maybe like a Andy Reid Hawaiian shirt, you know, something like that. Uh, there was no real distinct difference as far as a visual. As far as like, this yeah. is a different episode. But than I just mean like they're not dynamite.
1: It's not like every month. It's not every. It's just kind of like whenever they decide they're like, hey, we're gonna do three of these in like seven weeks, and then we we'll, we won't do them for about four months.
0: <laughs> and it's like, all right, well, fine. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Learning it on the fly, I guess you could say they're doing. So let's kick it off with what they kicked off the show, and that was the tag team battle royal to determine the number one contenders for the AEW World Tag Team Champions uh, the young bucks for a title shot at revolution. So it was a tag team battle Royal where both members of the team had to be eliminated. I was a little confused because when, uh, top flights first member was eliminated, I thought they're both gone, but the other members still continue to fight. And I was confused. Thankfully, Twitter informed me like both guys have to leave for the team to be eliminated. So I was like, Oh, that makes more sense. Uh, Fast-forwarding to the end, you had MJF and Chris Jericho win. So you're going to get MJF and Chris Jericho versus the Young Bucks at Revolution, which that build should be pretty fun. But the match itself had some intrigue. Tim, what did you think?
1: I like the match itself. And, too, they're playing off the Battle Royal thing, of course, you know with the mm-hmm. Royal Rumble having gone. But, uh, again, for the same reasons, uh, the Royal Rumble is fun. So can any Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. And you had a lot of good talent in here. Um, I have got. I took a takeaway that I want to see Top Flight and Private Party kind of create like a rivalry. I want them yes. to be like the long-term, like Orton Edge kind of, you know what I mean? Like edge I, and I, Christian I like versus to,
0: the Hardys. Yeah, Edge yeah, and Christian versus the Hardys. I would, I would like the them to always Hardys, spoil
1: like. each other's plans, kind yep. of resent each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, uh, yeah, I would like that. Um, yeah, there was a lot of intrigue in there that we got into more inner circle intrigue which you know we'll foreshadow deeper into later in the show with some real intriguing stuff coming out of the inner circle Mm -hmm. that i think we've been calling for a while um yeah i I like this battle royal
0: i also like that jungle boy felt like the people's choice to win this battle royal there was Mm -hmm. a lot of that singing along with this song the "Oh, oh oh love that song god i love that song so much but it felt like hey we have a real star here now i know darby allen is our tnt championship Uh, or champion and we can keep building him and that's fine and i like darby allen i really do i think he's good i'm getting tired of him always being accompanied by his dad but i like darby allen but the next guy i think that needs to be elevated to that tnt champion is jungle boy i think he can do some things he has that look he has the charisma he has the moves he has the song now
1: charisma yeah for sure Mm
0: -hmm. he's great uh, so, yeah, as mentioned, MJF and Chris Jericho uh, won the Battle Royal, so they will be facing the Young Bucks. Uh, we also saw the Good Brothers eliminate Private Party because over on Impact Wrestling, Private Party is the number one contenders for their championship. So they come out, spoil the party for Private Party. That, for some reason, uh, interrupts or distracts uh, the blonde Young Buck, Matt, Nick, one of them. And he gets eliminated. So then the Young Bucks are out of uh, contention, which is a good move because I think everyone thought going into this, Young Bucks will find a way. And then at Revolution, we get Good Brothers versus the Young Bucks. So it was good to see, like, when everyone thinks they're going to, you know, go right, they take a left. And so credit to to AEW for not just going layup. Yeah, it it all felt like a setup for that, you
1: know, with a weird you know uh stipulation to get him there and then
0: "Eh, never mind definitely so let's just drive past the next quick segment here it was kind of rinse repeat paint by the numbers darby allen with sting taz interrupts it happened
1: except when the fuck did sting become glacier why is it snowing every time he's there
0: The only thing I can think of is because he debuted at Winter Is Coming, it keeps alluding to the fact that that was his time, you know, his time stamp of when he started with the company. He fucking
1: shows up, that's for
0: sure. Yeah, I, I mean, the snow is fine. Real cold. Yeah, it does remind me of Glacier, but hey, it's it's better than what he was doing in WWE, where he was just walking out being a vigilante. New Yeti. Yeah, no reason. Yeah, so it happened. Sting interrupts. uh, Or, excuse me, Taz interrupts. Was a shocker, though. Yes. So the next thing. All right. Hold on. Before we go into what the next thing is, everyone just fucking take a seat. Calm down. If you're driving and listen to this, pull the fuck over. Put it in park. Everyone, hold on to your ass. Strap it on, okay? Or strap in. That's what I meant to say. We had. We had. A women's match that wasn't before the main event. I'm shocked. Are you sure you didn't fast forward? I, my heart literally fell into my ass. I was so shocked by this. It was incredible.
1: Uh, and these two, notwithstanding uh, our constant gripe, that they always put this directly before the main event in what is typically called the piss break match. Uh, ladies
0: and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we had a well thought out, great blood feud between mm-hmm. two of the best female pro wrestlers in the industry, featured on an important episode of AEW Dynamite. Second match of the night. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a turning point for the promotion.
1: And this match was fun. I mean, the, this match the was mat wrestling great. they got into. Yeah, and just the, oh. yeah, they were, man, this was good. This was good. Thunder
0: though. Rosa, I can't remember what the move was, but she did some, like, really high-impact move on the uh, entryway. I think it was, like, a mm. like a pile driver or something, or maybe a DDT. Yeah. I, it was crazy. I can't
1: remember at the moment, but.
0: And then the, the the quick wrestling spot where uh, Britt Baker was trying to get the locked jaw on Thunder Rosa and just the All that quick, rolling
1: around. Yep. Yeah,
0: the the counter to a counter to a counter to a counter. This was fantastic. And it had that old school heel victory where the heel knows, hey, I am in over my head and this chick is going to beat me. I got to pull out all the stops. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have Rebel or Reba take out the second turnbuckle, expose that steel. I'm going to throw Thunder Rose's bitch-ass head into that steel and knock her out and win this match. And God damn it, that's what she did.
1: That is Ugh.
0: what she did. This match was so much fun. AEW, I know you listen. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, hello to my best friend, Eddie Kingston. We'll talk about you in just a quick second. But AEW, more of this. This was great. This was great. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I thought it was a great match. I do.
0: Oh, awesome. All right, so after that amazing match that was featured as it should be, a fantastic win for Britt Baker. We're going to most likely see this feud continue. We saw a tag match. Hangman Adam Page and Matt Hardy taking on Chaos Project. Now, before this, Matt Hardy does a backstage promo alongside Tony Schiavone and Hangman Adam Page where Matt Hardy says, hey, you know that we got to kick Chaos Project's ass because they ruin negative one's birthday now
1: that'll you help you make it, good with the right, dark order
0: you, you you could argue that hangman adam page ruined dark orders night by not joining them but that aside uh so hey you gotta you we gotta kick their ass and so we get this tag match and everything's going as expected except for hangman adam page hits that buckshot lariat and out of the blue, just like he did with Private Party, Matt Hardy tags himself in to get the quick one, two, three. What do you make of this?
1: Yeah, Matt Hardy is playing the sleazy agent. You know, he's Big Money Matt, I think is what they're calling him, or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I Fun fact, I did watch some of Impact Wrestling, and they're on there with the... Uh, yeah, I know, you're shocked. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he's on there, you know, with the Private Party, and they're challenging for those titles, and he talked about when they win, he was like, ah, oh, it's going to be a great payday. He's like, it's going to be 30% there and 30% for you. And then he's like, and then, we're getting, and then they're kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, kind of went, wait a minute, how much? Like, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think we're going that way. And I like that Hangman, like, in that backstage segment was like, look, man, you invited me here to dress, dude. I'm not trying to play any of this game. Like, I know what you're doing with them over there. And he's like, no, no, no. And that's when he sold them on, look, we just need to get back at them. And then he steals the victory uh, at the end. So I think that's just building this Matt Hardy new version, if you will, using, you know, the hangman as a highlight kind of as he's been doing, like he's been kind of just bouncing around from storyline to storyline, it feels like right now.
0: Well, he's the most interesting guy in AEW for me because Mm -hmm. of all the subtlety and not just headfirst dive into now I'm this. It's all these just shades of gray of what he is. And I really enjoy that.
1: It's fun that like he's going around to each story. It's almost like we're seeing him go to each like sitcom and everybody's like, You're great, you should hang out with us. And he's like, Ah, you know, guys, I'm gonna be on my way. Which yeah. is a cowboy thing, right? That is a cowboy thing in this modern day cowboy that he is, I guess. The millennial cowboy, right? Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I like Adam Page a lot. And and he's, this, you know, it didn't bother me too much if we don't continue this Matt Hardy thing.
0: Yeah, we'll see where it goes. I'm not exactly sure what happens, but uh, I am definitely intrigued to see more so what Hangman Adam Page is going to do than Matt Hardy because, like you said, I think we understand where Matt Hardy's trajectory is going with the sleazy agent. Hey, I get you know ninety percent, you get ten percent. Be happy, you got ten percent, kid. All right, let's you know make it mm-hmm. to the next town. All right, after this uh, tag team victory for Hangman and Matt Hardy, we saw a video package of the women's championship tournament matches will place. Uh, in the United States and Japan. Now, we're not going to go through the full list of females from both sides. Name them
1: right now. Read them.
0: (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Not going to. (laughs) But I'm looking forward to it. Again, another thing that's featuring women's talent in AEW. I think they know. They've heard the loud uh, roar from the IWC that this is their Achilles heel. So they are putting forth attention to it. And I applaud them for that. So this is great in my book. The winner of the tournament will face Sheeta for the AEW Women's Championship. So I like that it has not just a king of the ring feel where it's like, now you're just that. It's like we actually have stakes attached to this. So I like that a lot.
1: Yeah. um, It'll be interesting. I like that too. A good tournament done well. We've seen, you know, you can... Can always net you some good matches, some good stories in there, and you may discover a star or two. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that.
0: And then after the commercial break, we saw Marvez backstage with Jericho and MJF. Marvez. Marvez, right?
1: Yeah. Well, he called him Mark Vez when MJF oh yeah, Mark came Vez, back. yeah yeah, like, yeah
0: yeah. Hey, Mark Vez, yes 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 <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. I was like, I thought I said it wrong. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: uh, but then yeah. Jericho uh, and MJF go to uh, the inner they're circle locker a cooler room. Cooler beer back. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. ready to celebrate. And Sammy is not having it. He's like, this mm-hmm. is bullshit. I'm paraphrasing here. He's like, this is bullshit. And he walks off, and Chris Jericho's like, hey, you're my pal. You're we'll my protege. Yeah, well, I'll go what get him. What the hell? I'll go get yeah. him. You're right. And so he goes, yeah. and then this, where you were talking about earlier, and this is yeah. where we see a conversation with yeah, MJF, MJF and said the He said said uh, He's like,
1: oh, now's a good time. We've brought up something we need to talk about, fellas. And then he was like, Wardlow, would you take care of that? And Wardlow kind of shoves us out the door uh, and I think this is where we're getting. And I think you're right. I think Jericho and MJF are going to be ousted. Like, they sex gods are going to get to go be faces and do whatever they do. And because everybody else still can kind of stay in that, like, it would still benefit them to be in this, mm-hmm. you know, faction, yeah. right? um i It'll be interesting to see if Hager's still around because you still have that Wardlow kind of thing. You know what I mean? So it'd be interesting to see, and it'll be interesting to, see, yeah. I, I definitely think we're getting MJF steals the inner circle away from Jericho and Guevara somehow, but I just don't know how it's going to look and how it's really going to move forward. So it'll be interesting, but yeah, I, I think that'll maybe culminate at, uh, what are we calling their next uh, revolution revolution? Maybe we see that there, right? Maybe we see the final be all in all there. Maybe not. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that these seeds are being planted as we're getting Chris Jericho and MJF as tag team partners going up against the young bucks. And like you said, this might be where we finally get the master plan revealed or whatever MJF is up to. Uh, I'm very interested in what happens here. So after that quick uh, walkout that Wardlow makes us do, and by us, I mean the camera, we get the wedding. It is Kip Sabian marrying uh, Penelope Ford. Miro is the best man. Charles is the butler. James Mitchell was the man that was Satan. presiding over the wedding. Yeah. Uh, why did they not wedding? say his
1: name? Did they say his name on the show? I felt like I'd never heard them say his name, but they kind of alluded to him.
0: Yeah, I don't know, because he's an impact guy, right? So yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't, because they were saying you know Carl Anderson and and uh, uh, Luke Gallo so it i don't know felt why weird, they went in cuz i felt
1: like he put that spin on it like calling it the unholy matrimony of thing i was like these guys aren't evil dark characters you know that was an interesting choice
0: yeah that was yeah a little bit of a left field turn this was okay Plus he
1: has some impact on their lives personally that i'm going aware yeah, of huh? who
0: knows this was okay segment for me i i thought it was yeah. kind of paint by the we numbers again it. yeah i knew
1: it he was in the cake i mean literally the whole time once he started hitting the box i was like Well, now he's in the cake, right? Like, we knew that. Yeah. I like the touch of him calling it the ball and chain and then him chaining him. Like, that was a nice little kind of little nice little touch there. Uh, You know, like you said, it was interesting. They did stuff a little different, but it was still your typical wrestling wedding.
0: Yeah, I thought the crowd actually got a little bored with this because when Miro, after he attacked the box that wasn't, uh, where yeah. Orange Cassidy was. He says, what is love? And then the rest yeah. of the crowd starts singing the, what is love? Well, Baby don't hurt me. It. Yeah. And, like, and he's, oh. like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, let's go do. with it. And, and this is like, the All difference. Right, stop it. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is the difference that I like of, Talent having the freedom to say, you know what, we're going to sing along for a little bit because we can. Then he cuts it off because he obviously knows that we have some time uh, that we can't go over. But I like that freedom to say, like, I hear the crowd. I'm not just going to ignore them because I am Miro and I must say, what is love? And we are da-da-da. And then Orange Cassidy comes out. But again, I thought this was fine. Orange Cassidy gets one over and Charles gets one over on Miro and Kip Sabian. Most likely this will be a tag match at revolution. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Now, after this, well, before we get to the next match, we do see Shaq uh, saying that he'll beat up Cody Rhodes with his finisher called the black tornado, which is essentially the Judas effect that, uh, Chris Jericho does now it's going to be way more p- painful and powerful uh, coming from Shaq. The interesting part of this though, that I want your feedback on is it's going to be Jade Cargill, which we saw a promo package from her and Jesus Christ. She is a female action figure. Is she not? Oh my God. She has more. Yeah, it looked mu- like she
1: was doing a Bowflex commercial earlier in the show. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. She had more. Mu- she has more muscles than I have muscles in my body. Like, it's just muscles on top of muscles on top of muscles. I I don't even know if I have one muscle that can, it's just insane. She's just, I feel like silly putty next to her. She's a sculpture. Yeah. I I feel like a loaf of bread when I would just look at her and look at me. Anyhow, the thing that I want your feedback on though, is the tag match of Jade Cargill and Shaq taking on Cody and red velvet is going to take place on March 3rd on dynamite, not revolution. What do you think about that?
1: I think that's well they're trying to catch mainstream media attention with Shaq. There's a there's an audience from NBA on the channel that they probably have residual fallout from, you know, that folks will stop at that channel sometime, you know what I mean, and they and they follow Shaq. So, uh, you know, that's probably the smarter move. I mean, I this has not had a build that everybody's like, I've got to see this. I'm willing to pay 60 bucks for it. That's true. So, I would put it on TV.
0: Yeah, and I think maybe the agreement, one thing that I was thinking about, because you also saw Snoop Dogg on Dynamite and not a pay-per-view. It's It's a TNT thing. Yeah, it's a, hey, we'll let you go to this show, but we're getting the ROI on the channel, not your paywall, which is a pay-per-view. So that's the only thing I could think of. But I think it's going to be fun. I think Shaq's going to look just so out of place and just so monstrous because he's not going up against big show. He's going
1: to miss that black tornado. It's going to go over Cody's head. I hope he's too so. Tall.
0: That's going to be great. <laughs> he's going to be a gift be
1: into all eternity.
0: Yeah. I'm excited. I'm more excited for what Jade Cargill yeah. and red velvet can do, but Cody and Shaq, they'll, they'll have a fun meme. That, that moment will as probably,
1: well. Again, we don't know about Jade Cargill's ring work, right? I mean,
0: haven't seen her wrestle. Not that I – I mean, maybe a, on a AEW dark, but I haven't seen a wrestle, so I'm excited.
1: Know. Shawn Michaels' ass ain't got nothing to say about it, so <laughs> I don't know.
0: Well, let's see what Shawn Michaels' it. ass has to say about the next segment. And This was the Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston, my best friend, lumberjack match, and Christ Almighty, these two bastards got right after it. Lance Archer just attacks first, I think, before his music even stopped playing. Eddie Kingston was ready for it. He's throwing punches. They go to the outside. They come back to the outside. My favorite part, though, was the first time Lance Archer throws Eddie Kingston into the outside. Eddie Kingston gets thrown back in by Billy Gunn. So then, Eddie Kingston on his own goes out to the outside and then just starts fighting the lumberjacks, <laughs> like just like "fuck you guys," and he just starts hitting everybody. Yeah. What in the hell?
1: Yeah, Uh, it's fun. Like, same. <sighs> You can do similar things with a lumberjack match that you can do with a battle royal and a Royal Rumble, right? You can tell off stories, side stories, get some themes going on and some kind of reoccurring <clears throat> and some receipts, if you will. Um so I love a good lumberjack match when done, right? When it's not just, Hey, there's people out here that are standing around and don't know what to do.
0: Yeah, I thought the the breakout moment for this segment was actually Bear Country. I was not familiar with who Bear Country was or what they did, but mm-hmm. man, I, I won after this match, I was like, why the fuck were they not in that battle royal to start this show? They're fucking cool, man. And Bear mm-hmm. Country? What a fucking name that is. Bear Country? Bear Country. I love that. I love that mm-hmm. name. So anyhow, we saw the conclusion of this match with Lance Archer hitting his blackout for the three count over Eddie Kingston. I think most likely ending this feud, so we'll see where Eddie can go after this. Uh, and Then we would see Lance Archer later. Again, a little foreshadowing. Uh, But after the match, we saw FTR, who was suspended from the Tag Team Battle Royal. Initially, we thought maybe COVID, but actually it was storyline. Kudos to them. So FTR pissed off that they're uh, suspended from the match, they take matters into their own hand because they think it was Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus that went and ran to the principal,
1: and they kidnap a child,
0: and they kidnapped a child and maybe make him into a gimp. What the fuck was that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, I, I'm not a big fan of the Marco stunt. Like, he's not a guy that's ringing any bells with me. So them kidnapping him, I was like, yeah, this kind of makes me like them more, but. I get the storyline, right? Like, yeah, okay, why not? Uh, you know, FTR is another one where I just, I, I, they're not bad and they mm. do what they do pretty well. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't really care a whole lot, right? It's, like, they could do something and I'll be like, meh. And they could do a different thing and I'll be like, meh, okay. You know, like, I just don't, I'm not really jumping on the wagon and I'm not really wanting to boo them hard. I'm not wanting to cheer them much but I recognize him as good, I guess.
0: Yeah. I think what's missing for me is that like authentic moment from them, you know? uh, And what I mean by that is if you go back to WWE and you saw the career of triple H, he was one of the guys that I feel, I felt like very similar to FTR where it's like, this guy is really good. He can do everything really well, right? Like he's, can be a bad guy and i don't like him but i'm not really caring or he could be a good guy and i'm not really caring if he wins or loses but then if you go back to his career and he does that uh promo that backstage interview with jim ross and he anoints himself as the game as like the motherfucker who's here to kick everyone's ass and you started to see him a little different than just toy water guns and boobies and hey i got china next to me and like a real motherfucker who could win some championships yeah. and i think that's what ftr needs is some like punch us in the face with what you are you know what like
1: for whatever reason yeah ftr it felt like they really started making the rounds on this like when they had that like feud online with the young bucks when they were in wwe was ftr as what, what did we call them there
0: the revival, revival.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and they caught flack because of their whole no flips, just fists, and they kind of were taking that gimmick and living it and saying stuff online. And the young bucks were like, "Well, screw you, we're flips," you know. And they and so they started the FTR, which was fuck the revival, right? And that's kind of where this name born out of. I feel like since then they've taken that and ran that and acted like they were a big deal. You know what I mean in the eyes of the, of the wrestling world because of that. And I don't think they were. Right? Like I think they've just kind of carried that momentum as like, look, everybody thinks we're a big deal and I'm like, No, you caught residual young buck You know what a I mean? Little bit. Tricklings, I- right? I-
0: I, I agree with that to a, to a certain extent but i would also say you know they had some really good matches as that throwback tag team which everyone sure. was wanting in wwe and i think that's they were living off of two things i think one was what you said the young bucks said fuck the revival and they said well fuck you and they right. took the name and they made it their own right mm-hmm. but then the second one was hey we're not just people that people hate we actually have fucking good matches watch us take on tomaso champa and johnny gargano or american alpha like we're yeah. fucking good tag team wrestlers and in wwe the land where a tag team gets broken up in two months we just clamored for some tag team to take us to the promised land yeah. of the 1980s of the Hart foundation and the rockers and all of those guys
1: yeah, I just feel like, and again, they're wrestling. You're supposed to, right? Mm-hmm. Believe your own shit. And, mm-hmm. you know, like,
0: of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But like, I always felt like like they've unjustifiably placed themselves as like, we're top five. And I'm like,
0: nah. Mm-mm. Well, see, and that's what I think <laughs> you know, they like like need nah. to do. And that's what I think they need to do. I think they need to hit us in the face with a shoot promo. And again, it doesn't have to be like, my real name is you know Jeff or whatever the fuck it is. I'm just saying like, it can be this. You motherfuckers are all sleeping on us. We I'm keep Robbie. saying, yeah, but like, <laughs> like they could say, like, yeah. you guys keep thinking that we're not good and we're going to prove to you each and every week how fucking awesome we are. Look at Marco Stunt. We just threw him off this goddamn railing, like something, you know, that would have been cool.
1: Let's see. Now yeah. like, if you would have kidnapped Marco Stunt and actually done something
0: brutal to him.
1: And I've been like, oh. right now I'm just left with like, Oh, those guys are going to rape that guy. Yeah, I, don't something. What, I don't know what those guys are going to do. Not looking forward to
0: being Marco Stunt. Not yeah. at all. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So now let's move to the main event. It was the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Kenny Omega, and the Impact World Tag Team Champions, the Good Brothers, taking on uh, John Moxley and two members of the Death Triangle, Pac and Ray Phoenix. So I guess that makes um Death Triangle yeah death points you know death uh, Penta, lines
1: i guess you know and not fact checking and we like to say storyline driven but i the word is that he's been having issues with the COVID travels and like and the and some some with his documentation is not yeah. squared away and they can't get him in so that's kind of why we see this um death triangle biden time um but this is a good fit you know what yeah I, mean? like, I thought john Mosley
0: fit on fit really well into this match does it
1: Except the fact that, like, I had not been led to believe that Pac and and Phoenix were supposed to be face characters at the moment, which, again, it's not always cut and dry in professional wrestling, period, anymore, let alone Mm -hmm. AEW either. But yeah, I mean, everybody hates Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. So, yeah,
0: and I think we've talked about this before, but I think where Death Triangle fits in this whole scheme of the story is how the four horsemen fit in the whole scheme of the NWO where Mm -hmm. the four horsemen were the big four that would kick your ass and tell you, I'm gonna take your girl. But then when the real evil NWO came, they said, Hey, we'll fuck you up in a minute, but we really gotta fuck these guys up. And so
1: listen, they're gonna fuck our girl if we don't stop, right? Let's stop (laughs) them and then I'll fuck our girl. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Yeah. So uh, I think that's where death triangle is fitting in where they're the heels until they need to actually be the faces for the company. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's like they're the bully at school. But then when the bully from the other school comes, then they become the shield protector of who this school is. One of those things. So. This match was really good, though. Back and forth, a lot of Snapdragon suplexes and belly-to-back suplexes, uh, a lot of high action. Towards the end, I think every fucking person had their big move, it, just consecutively. It was one of those things where like the action was off the charts, almost hard to even comprehend. Uh, but we did see that the finish uh, came with Omega and the Good Brothers winning. After Phoenix uh, gets hit with a spine buster, and then the Good Brothers do the the magic killer on them. Yep. Uh, again, good match. I think the right people won, right? Omega's the champion. Uh, you got the Impact Tag Team Champions. This is kind of a makeshift team, even though they're all really good. Like It's not a well, we're not straight. done with the
1: storyline. We can't have them being defeated easily by the good guys yet.
0: True true and you know that whole chemistry thing right these were the bullet club in new japan and then these are just three guys that just don't like them
1: if they lose right right
0: so afterwards uh the good brothers and kenny omega attack phoenix and moxley and then this was where i think uh, what i was talking about earlier uh the lance archer eddie kingston feud is over because then lance archer comes out to make the save and he clears the ring of the Good Brothers uh, and then attacks the Good Brothers on the outside. So they're going back and forth, which leaves Kenny Omega and John Moxley in the ring. And Moxley is about to just really fuck up um, Kenny Omega and a masked man runs into the ring and just starts putting an ass whooping on John Moxley, takes off his mask, takes off his hoodie, and it's Kenta from New Japan Pro Wrestling. WWE fans might remember him as Hideo Itami, but Kenta, New Japan's Kenta attacks AW's John Moxley.
1: If you blinked, you would have missed him as Hideo Itami. <laughs> um, Kenta, however, yeah, and again, Bullet Club history. I mean, he's wearing his Go to Sleep Club shirt. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, you know what I mean? I I I I feel like this is all their big hope to bring the bullet club to the American stage still. I'm not even convinced that some of this heat that they're getting with the actual bullet club guys in Japan isn't being put on for some of that too. Mm -hmm. I I really feel like they really want to hit that. I feel like they thought like, had this been on American TV, it would have been as big as the NWO. And who does? I mean, look,
0: we'll see. Right.
1: Yeah. I I feel like we're going to find out though. Yeah. And I feel like it could have been, but still not now too. You know what I mean? Like there's, I just feel like I think they're trying to recreate something here. And I don't know if when you try to recreate something, even in a new place at a different time, that it always has the same effect. And I, If people are liking this, more power to them. I, I'm not disliking it, but I'm also just kind of like, guys, I know this story about you guys.
0: Right. So what we saw is Kenny Omega hits the go to sleep on John Moxley. Oh, ha ha, CM Punk.
1: What? Yeah. Kenta hit it on him. Yeah, Kenta hit
0: the Kenta GTS him. on John Moxley, so haha, CM Punk, it's the go to sleep for Kenta now, not yours anymore. So, sorry, pal. Come to AEW if you want it back.
1: CM Punk's retired, right? I mean, sure. Phil Brooks uh, we saw still him exists, in a ring, with CM Punk.
0: Well, we saw him in a Punk. ring with uh, the Green Arrow guy, or whatever the fuck that guy's name is, Cody Rhodes' yeah. friend, who's the actor. Um, yeah. But the the episode ends with Omega smiling as Kenta leaves the ring. And then Omega celebrates. Now, if you watch the AEW exclusive social media post, Kenny Omega catches up with Kenta backstage and was like, hey, man, great job. Love that you're here. Bullet Club, right? And Kenta's like, I don't fucking like you. I'm not here for you. Jon Moxley has my title, because if you remember, John Moxley's the United States champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling and on New Japan Pro Wrestling television, John Moxley attacked Kenta. So this is the receipt for that. And then Kenta says, "Like I'm not friends with you, Kenny Omega. I just don't like John Moxley." And then somehow, I guess through the the um what, what is it called the hidden uh the the what does uh, Don Callis call himself the the whatever the fuck it's called the
1: yeah I don't know I, the yeah, hidden right. He's whatever got some kind of euphemism some yeah yeah kind of, uh...
0: that he he makes everything work. So anyhow, what we're gonna see next week? Invisible hand. Invisible hand, that's what it is, yes. So what we're going to see next week is John Moxley and Lance Archer taking on Kinta and Kenny Omega. Yeah. So what you're going to see, which I think is the interesting part which gets the IWC all up in frenzy, is you're going to see an Impact Wrestling Manager, a New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestler, and an AEW Pro Wrestling Wrestler teaming up on AEW television.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for some reason, again, I, I, AEW seems to be taking this idea that they are putting the largest other-than-WWE scene together and and helping, helping give them exposure as well, trying to create this almost NWA-like thing, right, but just independent corporations that are friendly with each other and trying to train back and mm-hmm. forth, which is not new. We saw WWE back in the day Oh, we with. saw
0: because
1: ECW. Now, they've worked with Evolve, but they did with ECW. They did with mm. other folks in the past. They've taken on companies as their grooming companies before they did NXT. You know, made NXT and all that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't think that's always a bad idea. But like, I don't know. I just I, I really would seek those companies out if I really cared. It's not that like I don't have the exposure to these folks, and maybe I'm different than. And some, like, I, I mean, I, oh, you're different. I, I know enough about pro wrestling to know that these people exist and these companies mm-hmm. exist and know what they've got going on over there. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, you know, eh, I guess some people aren't exposed. So, maybe this is helpful for them.
0: Yeah, I don't know how much I'm going to now uh, seek after New Japan Pro Wrestling television. Now, complete transparency I try to watch every Regals match that they have on the American version of mm-hmm. New Japan Pro Wrestling. But that's because I love the Regal Twins. They're great guys, and I I just want them to go to the moon, right? I want them to be the tag champions of every promotion. But if I think back to when WCW and New Japan Pro Wrestling were doing their tournaments, I didn't after Sting took on the Great Muta, which I like the Great Muta, but he was more coming to WCW more often. But, you know, when Sting or Macho Man wrestled these guys, I didn't then go like, you know who I've got to find out? That opponent, who took Macho Man to the limit? I just thought, well, Macho Man beat a guy that I've heard of, and now Macho Man uh, is going to go after the World Championship. So let's see what's next for him. I didn't then go, that other guy, I have to know about him. I just said, that happened, and then I moved on. I was a little bit younger as well, but I feel the same now where if you did, for example, the women's uh, tournament where it's Japan versus America – I feel like a lot of those Japanese female pro wrestlers are new Japan pro wrestlers. And I'm doing air quotes because you Mm -hmm. don't ever see them on new Japan, but you get what I'm saying, but I'm not going to seek after those women after this tournament's over. They're going to, I hope get signed to AEW and then I'll see them on Wednesday nights. Like that's, that's where I'm going to go is, well, I hope you make it to the big time because the big times where I'm watching and it's not over there. So sorry, pal. Sorry. Yeah.
1: yeah. but AEW, all in all, uh, was good. I like the show. I, you know, again, they're telling stories. You know, if we don't like some of the directions on some of, them, they're still doing it, and nothing's kind of stalling without making a whole lot of sense, right?
0: And as I mentioned at the start of this uh, recap, every you know named uh, excuse me AEW Dynamite episode is appointment viewing. This had Kenta, the new Japan Pro Wrestling star, attack John Moxley. The last winter is coming had Kenny Omega and the debut of Sting, but Kenny Omega winning the uh, world championship and then siding with an Impact Wrestling vice president, whatever his title is. So I'm excited for whatever their next thing is. I don't know what it's going to be called, right? If it's going to be called, uh, you know, St. Valentine's Day Massacre or whatever the fuck they decide the next thing is. it's It makes me feel like, hey, we got to write some notes.
1: Froze on Tom there. Uh, but I'll keep going because you know, uh, oh, oh! Now we're catching up. There you are.
0: There. hey, that was there we are. Creepy. Hey, that was. <laughs> so what I was gonna, what I was saying oh, yeah. though is, um, I, I just thought that uh, the next time that they do one of those specialty shows, I'm gonna have to tell myself and even maybe you as we prepare for the episode, like this is gonna be big. Like let's really take some notes and really do our research on whatever is gonna happen here because it might be earth shattering at least for AEW.
1: yeah um
0: but all in all
1: we can move on from the AEW talk and we can turn to what you the listener has to say about the pro wrestling world because we are two gas bags and you can find two gas bags anywhere not as gassy and not as baggy as us but hey you know what i mean <laughs> you take your pick if that's what you want uh who else is going to bring you Shawn michael's ass that i ask of you i mean really Come on now. Yeah, I mean, come on now. Here's how you can get involved. Go on Twitter. Use hashtag TweetTheTable whenever you're having a wrestling thought, when you're watching the shows, when you're taking a shit, whenever you're doing whatever you might do while you do the Twitter thing, right? Use hashtag TweetTheTable, and we're going to read some of the best of them, some of the very, very, very best of them right here on this show, and we're going to do that right now. Are you ready for that, Tom? Right here right now? Yep. You can also email the show. We read an email earlier from Andy Anderson, table at gmail.com. No other emails today because cut off, right? We have uh, standards to set and only the best of the best. Only the best only of the, the best. best only the best of the best. But keep trying. Keep sending those emails and use those hashtag tweet the tables if you're concise. First one up at double underscore WIR. He says, well, Trump is pissed now. He can't hashtag tweet the table.
0: He <laughs> oh uh, i mean that, that's true he can't i know and then that poor my pillow guy is just crying into his pillow because he, he can't, can't do it either. either they used to all the time all the time now the what table. are they gonna do they just yell into a my pillow yeah who are they
1: gonna who are they gonna complain to when they're mad that edge won the royal rumble like who are they gonna
0: who are they gonna who are they gonna complain to when the forbidden door was opened on AEW dynamite Huh. poor trump man poor guy
1: poor guy at theo 75 says who the, or he says what the hell is hamburger hamburgler doing at the royal rumble and he's gone thank you for eliminating the hurricane hashtag tweet the table yeah the hurricane showed up there were some fun spots in the rumble we didn't really get into some of those more kind of fun like we had victoria and the women's which was a bit uh jillian hall was kind of a surprise for me that one mm-hmm. like we've seen victoria kind of show up in spots mm-hmm. so that was an interesting thing um God, who else was in the men's rumble that had some weird spots? Like Christian, eliminated quick, right? Christian was there. That was a yeah. cool spot where Edge was kind of like, because you're all, it's all focused on Edge, and then here's the creepy little bastard, right?
0: Yep. yep. Yeah, I I thought you know the hurricane spot was what it was. They recreated the 2001 spot with Triple H and Stone Cold. This time it was uh, Big E and I think Bobby Lashley. Uh, I What I would have done, and I, I said this in my recap of um, 2021 Royal Rumble, but those guys like Hurricane and um, Jeff Hardy, things like that, I would have had AJ Styles come in earlier and Amos, who eliminated Big E, but have Amos then get rid of Shane Helms and Jeff Hardy to where it almost makes you think like, is he going to? Is AJ Styles going to win just because almost? Because, you know, then he could get rid of the Ricochets as well. And you're like, well, son of a bitch, who's going to stop that guy? And then AJ Styles is still AJ Styles. Braun Strowman
1: showing up at 30th. Because I think we forgot to kind of really talk about him because he had been gone in our Mm -hmm. our preview from last week. So when he showed up and was the final or whatever, I was like, oh, man. Oh, I could definitely see them going this route, right? Because WrestleMania, we like to put the big guy up. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, So I was kind of glad they didn't go that route. I was a little worried about that. Um, Yeah, but other than that, Rumble was fun. At Katie First Lady, we'll stick on some Rumble topics. She says, well, the Royal Rumble, hashtag Royal Rumble, just got a little more interesting with Edge returning, and I wouldn't mind seeing him versus McIntyre. It's new, different, and a fresh matchup, and he should face as many guys as he can before he's finally done. Hashtag tweet the table. I really don't think they're going that way, and I don't know that I would be all that interested in an Edge-Drew McIntyre match. Drew McIntyre is good, but just not grabbing me you know same thing we kind of talked about with these other with ftr i think i'm still Mm -hmm. missing that moment of drew mcintyre going like oh this is a guy right like this is a guy who's going to be forever around that's going to be in the story somehow and make me care about him
0: yeah the only reason i would be interested right now in an edge versus drew mcintyre for the championship at wrestlemania is if edge flips the script and goes back to the rated r uh, this uh, rated R superstar and then goes full heel. Cause I've always thought, especially now that he's doing more of these, you got to have grit promos is edge is the best when he's a heel. I don't like this, this I'm an every man. I got, I got widow's peak and I got, you know, webbed feet or whatever the fuck he's saying. It's like, I don't fucking care. You know, fuck Lita in front of me again and 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 do that shit. Like I want to, I want to see you be the rated R superstar. You know what I mean? Like be fucking controversial. Cause when you're controversial, I like you at the Iceman
1: forever chimed in and he says, Oh boy, we get more bad bunny on raw. What are your thoughts, fellas? Hashtag tweet the table. And I interacted a little uh, on the Twitter from, from our account with, uh, cause there was a conversation sparked from Iceman on that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Not the the first time,
0: not the first time Iceman has sparked conversation on Twitter recently.
1: That's true. That is not (laughs) the first time Iceman has sparked conversation on Twitter recently. Um, God, we love the Iceman. Uh, Oh,
0: Iceman's the best. Long
1: time friend of the show. And I, we talked about this in the show, and I know Iceman listens, you know, throughout, and, and he's already heard our thoughts. But but uh, let's reiterate it again: Bad Bunny, I, I, there's talks that he may be more involved now because they've seen the ratings, and he's a fan. And yeah, I, I don't know. I think this will be a passing fad here eventually. Um, but if it brings some folks in, I'm for it, and I don't mind helping or, or guys helping and giving some love to the folks that are pro wrestling fans
0: yeah my hope and again i'll have to honestly do maybe a deep dive on the bad bunny music to really fully understand who he is because all i know is just the name as i mentioned but Mm -hmm. if bad bunny who is a what i feel like real wrestling fan can take the spots of snoop Dogg or flow rider or pitbull then i'm fucking all for it because those three now i know snoop did his frog splash stuff and all of that but like for the most part those three are not good in pro wrestling spots so if bad bunny can sell out to like wanting to actually be good at this as far as what he's been given then i'm all for him replacing you know the the old guard of musician friends with wwe
1: yeah indeed uh all right let's move on at devil vamp Old uh, old friend of the show returning here it says, "Can we get some hashtag SmackDown love, please? Show has been the best wrestling show for months now, and you guys never talk about it as well." Hello, Roman Reigns on top of his game for months as well. Hashtag tweet the table, Devil Vamp. I'm questioning how long you've actually been listening again because I feel like we've talked about how great Roman Reigns is quite a bit. Uh, maybe not the last two or three weeks. Maybe you're back. Maybe you're back to the show, Devil Vamp, and we're glad to have you back. And you're right. We I don't think we've hit on SmackDown. A lot lately in the last couple of weeks, uh, because really the main storyline driving off of that is this Roman Reigns storyline.
0: Yeah, Roman Reigns is a ten out of ten. I love everything he's doing. I loved uh, the tease of Adam pierce in the Royal Rumble against that. him for the championship match. But I'm going to shoot straight with you, Devil Vamp. Not everything on SmackDown has been great. <laughs> yeah, this no. Sasha Banks Car- pull it up. <laughs> yeah, Sasha Banks Carmella. Hot garbage is just that. I don't like that at all. So I don't really want to talk about that. Uh, Chad Gable for as great as he is, this like uh, bull fit new character or Simon Dean character that he's doing with Otis, yeah. I'm not a fan I mean, of. We got
1: Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, which are, yeah, but without a story.
0: Eh. AJ Styles yeah. is a Raw guy. Yeah, remember AJ Styles yeah, is on exactly. Monday. Yeah, he had so, to come over from Raw. Yeah, <laughs> right. So. Yeah, the Jey Uso story is still really interesting, and I'm excited for when Jimmy can come back to see what that does. But King Corbin, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, that's bad stuff right there.
1: Although he's going to be rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs, I bet.
0: As he should, and so should you. Everyone should be rooting for the Chiefs. We don't want these ring chaser Tampa Bay Bucks with Gronk and Antonio Brown and yeah. uh That's all not those. the Tampa
1: Bay Bucks. You Tampa Bay Bucks fans, I, I hope you feel a little dirty for this yeah. as well.
0: Yeah. Do you even know who Mike Allstott is? Can you even tell me about work Dunn? Were you there during the Brad Johnson years? Even, no. that,
1: even those fans that were, like I, I would feel like, oh all of a sudden Brady shows up with Gronk and all of a sudden like we're supposed to feel like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got to the Super Bowl, like I don't know no. about that.
0: They're the no. 2004 Lakers when Carl Malone and Gary Payton tried to join forces with Shaq and Kobe just because they wanted a ring. Get out of here, you fake ass team. Be
1: gone, and Damacon Sue
0: and Damacon Sue. And and Su- get out of here, you dirty ass player.
1: This Sunday are going to win their second of three straight Super Bowls, and that's all, and maybe more. Who knows? Maybe more. Who knows? Can't wait. <laughs>